We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Steel Talk, and I am your host, Geraldine Steele, and I'm excited to for my first guest tonight. Her name is Tori Hansen, Senior Corporate Project Planner for Hands-On Twin Cities. I've never heard about it. Now, during this holiday season, many people are looking for those great gifts to give to their loved ones, and uh, we're going to dig into that later in the show. But right now, um, though, we focus, though we focus on another type of giving, the holidays are a good time to share our time and fortunes with others. So what are some of the ways that you can give back to others? Well, Hands-On Twin Cities provides connections to volunteer opportunities around the metro. And to learn more about this organization, we welcome Senior Corporate Project Planner, Tori Hansen, and she joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Hey, now, how are you, Tori? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for sticking and staying with us or waiting uh, with us as we move forward tonight. Um, Hands On Twin Cities. I went to the website, handsontwincities.org, and I started to learn about volunteering. This is an organization that has a lot to do with volunteers, correct? Yeah, we are the volunteer connector in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to inspire, equip, and mobilize a movement of people to make a positive difference through the community, um, through engagement and service, and volunteers are a great way to do that. Who are your partners that you work with to help um, get this, this, <laughs> this whole group of people to really get out there and volunteer? Yeah, we are truly a connector. So we are an intermediary we work with hundreds of nonprofits, corporate groups, individual volunteers who are wanting to give back both in the holiday season and throughout the year. So kind of everyone is our partner, which is really fun space to work in, um, just really bringing people together. What I love was some of your pictures that I had a chance to see, and they're of all ages. You've got young people there. You've got older people there that are really waiting um, to, to give their gifts when it comes to volunteering. Um, have, have those large groups of volunteers grown since your inception? Yes. So we are 103 years old, which is amazing. Mm. So we've had lots of growth throughout our lifespan as an organization We've seen lots of changes throughout the volunteer sector, um, especially as we ease out of the pandemic. We're seeing groups being willing to come back in person, um, wanting to get together again to volunteer and get back together to um, network and just uh, celebrate being together again. And what a better way to do that than to go out and help someone else or an organization that really needs some hands. 
You know, the thing for me is I really wanted to talk to you guys tonight because I'd never heard of you before. And yet you are touching so many lives and getting so many volunteers involved. Um, do you also feel as though a lot of Minnesotans really don't know a lot about you? Yes, we joke that we're the best kept secret in the Twin Cities, but we are working to change that. Um, our website is such a powerful tool for anyone. It's free for nonprofits to post. Their needs, it's also free for anyone to use as they're looking for volunteer opportunities. The Twin Cities is the number one metro area for volunteerism, and we're so proud of that fact. But that Mm. also makes it a little intimidating sometimes to try and find a volunteer opportunity that's a good fit for you. So our website has a searchable database feature. So you can search by a zip code. You can search by a date if you know you want to volunteer on a certain day. If you know you want to volunteer in a certain cause area, for example, you want to volunteer with seniors or you want to volunteer with youth or animals, um, all of those are search engines that you can put in. You can put in an age restriction if you want to volunteer with young folks. You can put in um, wheelchair accessible if you need that accommodation. There's so many options that you can put into that, and it really helps narrow down what would be a good fit for you. You know, on your website, it says that you are committed to shifting the culture of volunteerism, volunteerism to be more inclusive, anti-racist, and rooted in an understanding of power and privilege to create more equitable communities. How is that going? It's hard work. Um, the volunteerism space has a lot of unlearning to do and a lot of unconscious bias in it. But we are committed to the work. Our partners are committed to the work. We have a lot of folks who are excited um, about the the things that we are doing. We have a podcast on our website that has some really amazing um, content around this issue. We also have a few panels that we've done. Our bold conversations really dive into the power dynamics that exist within the volunteerism sector how saviorism plays into volunteerism and how it's really on the individual volunteer to combat those and educate ourselves before we enter communities to volunteers so that we're not perpetuating the harm that has been done to those communities. What are the ages that you're looking for in um, a group of volunteers? We are open I mean, what's, what's to the What's the one that really matters? Anyone, any age. Um, I always say you are never too young or too old to volunteer as long as you're finding something that is a good fit for you. Um, And we have opportunities on our website that are great for young folks with families, um, things you can do at home if you're not comfortable going out into the community at any point. Um, We have at-home volunteer guides that make it really easy to give back um, from the comfort of your own home. just so many things. There's lots of virtual opportunities still where if you're not feeling like you want to venture out yet for whatever reason, um, lots of our seniors need phone calls and all of that. So um, honestly, any age, uh, we welcome those and we are partners. Each one has a little bit of a different um, requirement on their age groups, but there's an opportunity for every single person in our community. 
Can I just say that I'm standing a little bit taller because there is mostly, almost all of those <laughs> that are employed there um, are women. It's only a couple of men on it. And of course, the board of directors, I've been going through that as well. Has it been difficult through the last years, the last, I'll say that the last 10 years, has it been at all difficult for you for all the things that have been going on in a nation that have challenged all of us? Has it been difficult to get the volunteers? I think the pandemic made it challenging for every nonprofit to connect with volunteers, but we really saw people have a deep, deep longing for connection during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, We engaged just as many volunteers um, and they were just as dedicated. We had to get creative about what volunteering looked like as did many, all of our partners. Um, but people were longing for that way to connect with their community. And so um, we are so proud of our community here and our volunteers and spirit. Um, and we saw that shine through. It's been so interesting because so many people are asking for more volunteers. So many nonprofits need them so desperately. Yet if it seems as though um, the youngest generation of of um, young people, especially those that are between 18 and, you know, 35, it's been really hard to get some to, to get involved, and others have been involved for even longer than that. So what have been some of the tools that you use to try to make sure that we can get as many of them as possible to volunteer for this organization? Yeah, we're seeing that the youngest generation, Gen Z, is uh, engages differently than the other generations that we have previously worked with. So getting creative on how to communicate with that generation and the younger folks in our community and really recreating what volunteerism can look like. We know it's not just going out to a food shelf and packing food. That's incredibly important and we will always need that. But volunteerism also looks like um, advocacy work and education and shopping local and voting. So just getting more creative on what we consider volunteerism, widening that scope to make it more inclusive so that everyone feels like they can connect with that word of volunteerism because the work is happening. Sometimes we just don't think of it as volunteerism because it's not the way we traditionally think of that. You know, the work that you're speaking of is really quite powerful, yet there are so many people who are walking away from jobs, not applying for so many jobs. I mean, there are corporations that still need a lot of employees. And as we sit back and we look at that, some people complain and say, oh, these are just lazy young people. It's not. They want to make sure they get a living wage, a living wage. And here you have so many volunteers that are dedicated to you. How long would you say, do you know the volunteer that has been with you the longest? And if so, how many years? You know, I don't know that. A lot of our volunteers just go through us to find another volunteer opportunity. We're really that connector. Um, But I know there are people who have been volunteering their entire lives, um, and those people are such an inspiration. Yeah, the United States, you know, we are known for volunteering, right? Um, I just volunteered the other day with an organization that I just got associated with, and I cannot tell you how wonderful it was, how great it felt to just, it's like a family. It becomes like your family when you're there. Even if you don't see the same people every time, it's something really special about being connected to a nonprofit. Um, so I just want to make sure I know and understand this. You, you not only work with nonprofits, but you also work with corporations, correct? Yes, we do. And so is there a difference in how you train those for nonprofits and train those for corporations? 
Our corporate groups tend to be groups who are volunteering together. Um, and so we look for opportunities where they can go as a team um, to volunteer. And we do all of that heavy lifting for the nonprofit, knowing that they have a full-time plus job. Um, and sometimes those volunteer groups are incredibly helpful and also take a lot of time to create a meaningful opportunity for them. So our team goes in um, and does all of that legwork behind the scene to make sure that everyone has what they need to volunteer. And we have two ways of engaging primarily with corporate groups. We have the corporate projects team that I am on. We do that more traditional volunteering where we will go and uh, paint walls and beautify landscapes and remove invasive species, or we will pack kits for nonprofits. We also have a pro bono program which uh, connects skills-based volunteers to nonprofits who are looking for some of those skills that corporate groups really have, um, and they can work deeply with an, a nonprofit or a BIPOC-owned small business to address the challenge that they are facing and share some of the knowledge that they have from their day job. Um, and that's a really powerful connection as well. My final question for you, Tori. Um, of course, on your website, it says dig deeper when you have the options on what to click on. Of course, that really yeah. piqued my interest, right? <laughs> and it's called One City, Two Realities. And you say here on your website, help us get past Minnesota nice and into the place where we can address the systemic inequality in our community head on. First of all, I applaud you for that. And I just want to know how it's going. Yeah, it's going really well. One City, Two Realities is an incredible experience. It's a virtual ex exhibition space. It's actually the world's first virtual reality or virtual exhibition space. Um, and it tells the story of how living in Minneapolis is a very different experience if you are a person of color versus if you are a white-bodied person. And it opened my eyes to a lot of things. There were a lot of things in there that I'd seen the statistic before or I'd heard the statistic before, but I hadn't stopped to think about how pervasive it is and how much um, the deck is stacked against people of color and how many barriers exist in Minneapolis alone. So it was truly eye-opening for me, and I recommend it for everyone to go through um, it's a cool, it's like, a, it's like going through a museum on your computer. So definitely recommend that. Um, if you're interested in learning more, we would love to have you reach out because like I said, it's a really cool experience. And is this something that you talk to the volunteers about? Yeah, we try and loop in racial equity conversations to all of our volunteer groups um, as it pertains to the volunteer opportunity um, talking about system or systemic inequality and why nonprofits exist in the first place. Right. Our whole sector exists because of inequality. So digging deeper, like it says on the website, is super important. So it's not just, oh, yeah, I packed a sandwich today and helped someone eat, thinking about why someone doesn't have access to food. I'm so glad you do what you do. It's important and it matters. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Tori. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.